iHeartRadio app now. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circus Survivor. Select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Circus Sports Iowa encourages you to gamble responsibly. Problems with gambling? Call or visit 1-800-BETS-OFF. The Crosstown Classic continues tonight at Wrigley with the Cubs' Kyle Hendricks opposing Tuki Toussaint on the mound. The Cubs begin the day one game out of a wild card spot. The Iowa men's basketball team wrapped up its European tour with Peyton Sanford averaging 19 points and 11 rebounds in three victories. The NBA will release the schedule for its first ever in-season tournament today with a championship game set for December 9th in Las Vegas. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you until just before one. Still to come, bottom of the hour, off to the Twin Cities. Dane Muzzatani covers the Vikings for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. We'll check in with Dane. Uh, Trent's plays of the day, Circus Sports sponsor those. Uh, they'll come up about 10 minutes before the hour of 1 o'clock. That intro means it's time to talk college football, as we do twice weekly during the season with our next guest. He's Bama Bob. How are you? How's the rehab going? Uh, it's going okay. It's uh, anybody who's had this will kind of tell you it's not a uh, it's not a fast process. It's it's months, not weeks, but you know, a little bit better every day, hopefully. And um, which knee was it? it? Uh, my left one. So does it matter? I guess it probably doesn't matter, right? It's not like you're left-hander to right-hand. You're not left-hander to right hand. Exactly right. Yeah, if you're a kicker, it might matter. Yeah. But, you know, not uh, not to me, really. But, um, it, you know, it's just something that lingered on for months. and or, I'm sorry, not months, years, really. And so part of it is just kind of retraining your muscles around your new knee to do what they're supposed to do instead of what you've been making them do to compensate. So, gotcha. Um, it's, you know, listen, people have a lot worse problems than me, so I'm grateful for the – for the care I'm getting and the support from, you know, my friends and pals and everything else like you guys. And, uh, that does help, believe it or not, um, more than, you know, so, uh, we'll get there. It's a slow process. It's a grind, but I was telling Trent as a great coach once said, you just trust the process. <laughs> All and, right. You, know, you do what you're told to do. <laughs> no, you have to absolutely allow yourself to get yeah. better. So, uh, I want to yep. throw this. So we did this last year. I don't remember how we did when uh, we grade our work at the end of the year, when the AP uh, top 25 came out, asked, uh, you know, is, is there a team? I think we said top 10 that will fall out of it, but so let's kind of open it up. Trent, is there a team in the top I don't know. Is is there an AP team that uh, was named in the top twenty five that you think is ridiculous? They're in, then there's no way they will be there when it's over. Uh, a couple that jump to mind. I start with Tulane. It was a season that was incredible last year. Mm-hmm. They relied on that running game so much, and that stud running back that they had a year ago. 
I think the American is going to be a tick better this year, even with the defections of UCF and Houston and Cincinnati moving on. I think that next tier is going to to push them a little bit. That would be the one. Now, I know they're down their ways, but it just everything went right for the Green Wave a year ago. I don't think we're going to see him there at the end of the yeah, season. Happy for Troy Dan, and of course, uh, yeah. an Iowa guy, uh, <clears throat> former uh, AD at uh, at UNI, and the other one that had a very successful season is TCU. Alabama, Trent, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think they're coming back to the pack, don't you? Eight and four, yeah, eight and four. That's not going to be good enough. They're seventeen mm-hmm. preseason. They beat Michigan last year. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's TCU that's going to have a um, um, a little reawakening here in a uh, bad way. What about you, Bam? Is there a top 25 team that you don't like? Yeah, well, there's a couple. I'm going to go a couple ways here. So I, I'm telling you one that I just don't like at all is Oklahoma. I think that's just name recognition, guys. Mm-hmm. Could I mean, be. I, they were, God, they were bad last year. I mean, just in in, in a lot of ways. And I maybe they're better this year. You know, they're ranked twentieth. Maybe they can finish in the top twenty five. So maybe I'm you know I don't know. I, I get to see it going all wrong for them this year because you know, the Big Twelve's better with the new with the four new teams. It's it's not you know, it's it's a better conference. Uh Texas is better, I mm-hmm. think. I do year. too. Um, you know, you mentioned TCU, maybe they drop some, but I think they can still compete with Oklahoma. Uh, Kansas State, I think, is going to be good again. They're always good. They're all nobody likes to play them. They're tough. So I'm going to go that route. I, I, I'm going to go a team, and also a team that's ranked high that I think will will have a good season. Washington at number ten, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't think they're going to finish in the top ten. Uh, and Ken, it's for reasons you've mentioned, is their secondary is so bad, mm-hmm. and and unless they have really improved something that we don't know about. Uh, they the the quarterbacks that they're going to face and the offenses that they're going to face and I know they've got a good one in Michael Penix. Uh-huh. They may have the best one outside of Caleb Williams. I agree in that conference, but can he do it week in and week out? And I just think the schedule is tough. Um, I think that I don't think they're going to finish in the top ten. Will they be out of the top twenty five? I don't think so. But I don't think they are a necessarily a top. In team, uh, and I don't think they'll. I don't. I hope I'm wrong. And I know Trent and I are going to be. We're going to have a lot of Saturday night into Sunday mornings <laughs> watching Pac-12 after dark this year, and you know, probably for the last time. Sadly, you're uh, right. With, yeah, sadly. Uh, but man, they're if you're going to go out, you're going to go out with a bang. This I'm year, with you for sure in that conference. Quarterback heavy. Yeah. Trent, just one more on this. We touched on briefly yesterday, and and maybe it's because we're too close. I certainly don't wear black and gold glasses on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. No one can ever accuse me of being that, but I love this Hawkeye team this year. Bama, we're both very, I though I'm a Hawkeye fan, I'm not normally a very optimistic Hawkeye fan. I am incredibly optimistic about this team, both as a radio personality and as a fan. Can you talk us back? What concerns you most about Iowa this season, Bama? It's just the history, guys. It's just the... It's- it's Kirk Ferentz and now in his, what, 25th year? Mm-hmm. And a philosophy that just seems unwilling to change. I know the personnel is upgraded, and they've got alleged, you know. They got a quarterback. Close, they got a quarterback. They got more explosive players. Uh, injuries are, you know, just, you know, you, you mentioned the quarterback. I, I mean, something happens there. Mm. I mean, there may not be a, 
other than Shadir Sanders in Colorado, there may not be a more important quarterback to his team's success. And when I mean success, I'm talking about nine and three, ten and two. You mean can we talked about it? The schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the schedule. They've got it. If not this year, win. And I agree, there should be optimism. But the only thing that would hold me back was, you know, is Kirk Ferentz going to be willing to when when you get into those tight cold November 17, 13 kind of games, is he going to be able to get out of his comfort zone and just let him, let him play, air it out, have fun, whatever you want to look at it, or is he going to go back to what he does and, you know, okay, fine, two possessions and a punt is okay, and then, you know, they Punting is winning. A, yeah, on a field goal or, you know, whatever. I mean, that's that's just the thing that worries me. But you're right. It, you have a right, I think, and, and as, an, as an Iowa fan – to to have a lot of optimism this year for the personnel, for the schedule, for the quarterback, for everything that you've mentioned. It's just on a national basis when you when you're not as close to it or whatever and you look back on it, it's just is it going to be the same old, same old Kirk Ferentz this year and offense and everything else that that they've had. And I hope I hope they have a good year. I hope they are ten and two and, and really slugging it out in the Big Ten and, and competing for you know, the conference championship because they just, I think the fans deserve it. It's just, I don't know. I, it, it can't be the same old, same old this year. Ken, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. If it is, then, then I think Iowa and their fans have a right to really start questioning everything outside of everything. Ferris has meant to that program off the field on the field is to win games. And it's all lined up it's, for them this year. If, still, if they stay healthy, yep. that's the big and thing. And McNamara goes down when the non-contact injury at the open practice oh. the other day. Just mm-hmm. uh, scary moment. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do this, boys. Let's uh, real quick go through the Power Fives. Just uh, tr- Sorry, Trent. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? You were gone when <laughs> Bam and I were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're, we're going around yeah. our Power Five conferences. And we're, we're a couple of one day, a couple of the next day. We did it over three days. And we got to yeah. Friday, and we had still the SEC to do. We'd, we'd missed something on one of them. And then just before the we were supposed to go on the air, Bama sends me a text. He says, we didn't talk about the ACC. No. I said, Condon's winning. <laughs> yes, less yeah, ACC, yeah. more everything else. That is a good thing. <laughs> we're, we're allowed to when Trent's on vacation. Yeah, but yeah. we still forgot yeah. to do it because he's got to us we so did. much. He's drilled us yeah, into our heads. It's ingrained. That's yeah. right. Exactly. That's uh, who don't you like, Trent, in the ACC that's getting a lot of love? I have been back and forth with the top two. And there's days that... I believe in Florida State that, yes, the ascension is happening and this is real. Uh-huh. And then I go back to how many times it seems to happen with Florida State and they don't get there. And 9-3 and three this year for Florida State would be a huge disappointment. Same thing for Clemson. I look and say, this is over. That run that we saw from, what, 2015 mm-hmm. through 2020, that's no more. And yet I look at the roster a little bit more and I look at the quarterback and what mm-hmm. very well could be happening there. I've been back and forth. It's it's difficult because they're on a tier of their own, those two. I don't have anything definitive at this point, and I think I'm going to look We're for not somebody. not going on record today. That'll right. be next week. I think I'm going to try to find somebody else, but I, I'm still to be in the championship game against one of those two, but I'm I'm back and forth mm. between Florida State and Clemson. Which way do you lean, Bama? I like Florida State. I mean, I think the talent is there. I think, And I like the continuity that they've allowed Norvell to, to build. There, I mean, I listen. They could have pulled the plug easily a couple times. Uh, I don't know, two or three years ago, but they didn't. 
they, for whatever reason, they stayed with him. Maybe it was contract. Maybe it was buyout. Maybe it was, you know, whatever. Um, I like them, but listen, guys, here's the thing with Florida State. We're going to know after four weeks. I mean, they open with LSU. <laughs> I think that game is in Orlando, I think. In week four, they go to Clemson. Is that the okay. Sunday night game? It's the Sunday night game because I think Duke yeah, plays. it's a Sunday night game. Yeah, yeah six thirty ABC. Yeah. I mean that is Labor Day weekend, baby. That's probably the game of the weekend. Might be one you know, of them. Right now, at least for at least rankings wise, North Carolina, it, South Carolina is on the dock, but it's not the shiniest yeah. week, Bam. I agree. Yeah, eight five. I mean that's that's your that's your top ten matchup for that mm-hmm. weekend, and you know, and then two what three weeks they got Southern Miss and Boston College. Those are you know probably layups for them. Should be you know going up to BC. And then they go to Clemson week nine or week four. So I mean that's there, there's your schedule because after that it's Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake, Pitt, Miami, and stop me, North Alabama, Florida. You <laughs> yeah. know, so yeah. Um, listen, I, I think that the conference could come down to that one game uh, week four for them. I'm on I'm on Florida State. I believe in them. They've got talent. They've got and they're back to having the front seven talent guys, and they've got a quarterback. Okay, and and you know they've got they've always had the skill players and everything. But, that is a program that I think is going to be the best in Florida this year. Uh, I could be, you know, listen, I'm always often proven wrong. I'm, I'm just on them more than I am Clemson with a bounce back, uh, you know, after the, you know, quote unquote letdown last year that they had. Trent, Big Ten, who are you leaning? I know it was Penn State. You love Penn State. You've loved Penn State since we started talking college football. Basically, this has been my team since March, and mm-hmm. I am heavily invested in them in a lot of different angles to win the division, to win the Big Ten, to get to the college football playoff. I even got a small ticket <laughs> on them to win. What it was all. what what uh, what price were they? Do you remember? Oh, Twenty. I was going to say thirty, 30 to one. So, yeah, yeah, I think it was. It was like 30 and change, like plus 30, 50 or something like those that. Those tickets get my attention. I know you like those. Well, those aren't available anymore because this momentum has been jumping. So I am definitely really high on them. And is, is there a team that you don't like? Ohio State. Yeah. Quarterback. We just don't know. And the tackle position that continues to come up, they don't know who either of their starting tackles are going to be. They went out into the transfer portal and got a guy from San Diego State that wasn't good. Hmm. That's a problem at what they've been offensively and what they're able to do. The quarterback play, the wide receivers will be outstanding. We know that. Yeah. The running game will be great with Trey coming back yeah. off that injury. Yet, if you can't block, well, we saw it in Iowa these past two seasons. You can't block and those tackles struggle. It is going to be a struggle there. And you know what? Another team that I'm higher on? Maryland. Uh-huh. I think they might yep. They might get Bingo. somebody this year. Of the big three they could pull a shocker this Maryland. Season. What's their what's their conference win total? It's six. Chris Andrews and I are on the same page. I was six. Is that six or five? I can't my damn eyes. <laughs> Ken, Ken's got his magnifying glass out over there looking at his computer. <laughs> to buy him a telescope for Christmas. Yeah. Uh Bama, who who do you like in the Big Ten? Who are you kind of not not too um you're not you maybe you're not buying whatever they're selling. I like Maryland and just for to win it, what, not to win it, uh, to be a surprise. Team. Okay, like you said, to pick somebody off. You know, All right. but the the problem is you start looking at. Listen, they they get Penn State and Michigan at home, and I think that Michigan game is right before Ohio State. Uh, you know, and maybe we're reading too much into that. Um, but I look, I I like them. I like. I like they the get Michigan before Michigan plays Ohio State. You're 100% yeah. right. 
And I think that's just one of those, you know, now, you know, listen, who knows what Maryland's going to be week 11, okay? Mm-hmm. If they're 8-3, and three, if they're, you know, I don't know, you know, probably not going to be in the running for the division, certainly, but if they're, you know, are they 7-4 and four with a lot to play for, or, you know, has it gone terribly wrong for them at 3-8 and eight and, you know, Tagovailoa will always hurt and all this other kind of stuff. So, um, but that that's kind of a sleeper team. You know, again, I just think the the division is way too tough for them to, Really compete in, uh, but I think I think you're right. I think you're going to pick. They're gonna, they're going to either pick somebody off or scare the bejesus out of somebody mm-hmm. this year. And you know, look, Penn State's the other obvious one. Yep. Uh, because everything is lined up, and I'm kind of with you on Ohio State. The more I really look at this, the more I mean, Stroud just meant so much to them last year, and, and you know, really made that team. And look at the last couple quarterbacks they've had with with him and Fields. Mm-hmm. I mean. Do they have that now? Yes, they've got maybe the best player in college football, and Marvin Harrison Jr. out on the edge or out wide. But you know, are teams going to be able to double cover him? Uh, I think you know they might. And you mentioned the offensive line; that's always a, a concern. The the thing for them that they've got going for them right now is you know it's it's a little ease in for the schedule. They open at Indiana; that's a conference game. I get it, but that should be a layup. Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, but then they go to Notre Dame, and after Notre Dame here, look who they play right after Notre Dame again, Ken. Uh-huh. Maryland. Yep. There you go. Yep. There's, you know, Maryland's, that's why I like Maryland. It's, mm-hmm. it's who they spots. play and when they play them, you know, and coming off of Notre Dame, that's going to be a, Jeez. you know, one of those highly anticipated, you know, that's NBC primetime already set. So, you know, where is Ohio State either off a win or a loss? Where are they going to be after that game? So that. That's why I like uh, Maryland, but I, I just I, I'm not sold on Ohio State, and I do like I do like Penn State. And I know we're talking a lot about the East, uh, and there's there's another division there, uh, one of the few conferences left with the divisions in it. Well, and um, I, and I I'll go there, Bamick, because I think I was going to win the division, and I, I don't I don't like Wisconsin, and Illinois yeah, is the I, team that scares me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from a yeah, hot Illinois, defense I think line is the team. Huh? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I think Illinois last year after the uh you know what Bill has done if he can kind of keep that momentum they're my they're kind of my team I don't I'm not sold on Purdue and yeah. uh is going to be fun that week two game yeah. against Colorado yeah. I I'm really interested in that game because you know all the hype around prime and listen both of Colorado's them hype around get. both of them Yeah I think I listen they got to go to Minnesota week 1 that's a tough one that's a Thursday night I think uh Fox game um that's tough. So they start out, you know, at Minnesota, at Colorado. But uh, I think Colorado's going to get absolutely waxed by TCU in Week One, and uh, that's a team that I'm going to be watching. That, you know, I'm not, I'm not buying Colorado. We'll get to them maybe later. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: we've well, got 90 seconds left. <laughs> Three more conferences. Uh, yeah. We got to tighten up our timing, boys. Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah. Who? Who? Uh, Everybody knows it's Baylor. Yeah, Baylor's my sheep Big team. 12. Yeah. Uh, who do yeah. you like? Who are you leaning to in the Big Twelve, Bama? You don't have this I'm isn't official. This that's next week. Yeah, yeah. I think Texas is for real guy. Me too. I think I think they're gonna I think they got a real good chance to go into Tuscaloosa and win week two. I really do. Really? Uh, a lot of un I do, a lot of unknowns around the quarterback position and Texas is settled at the quarterback position. Yeah, and, uh, and, and at the backup position too. <laughs> the backup Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they got a guy waiting back there. So maybe they're not settled. I don't know. That's the thing, man. They go in now they go in and drop that game week two. Now what are we going to hear? Mm. You know, we're in, well, okay, Arch Manning time. You know, mm. I mean, boy, what a, what a, you know, sometimes talent is great, 
and sometimes it creates headaches. So, you know, if you win, it's great. If you don't, it creates the headaches. All right, let's do this. If it's not Georgia, it's? In the SEC overall? Yeah. It's LSU. All right. Bama, it's? LSU. Really? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't, I, I'm not sold on Alabama guys. First Quarterback? Year. Quarterback. Yeah. Um, and skill players. You know, why, and listen, I don't know what they've got out wide. I know they got a lot of recruits. Uh, they don't have a lot of transfer guys like Jameson Williams came in a couple years ago. You know, Jameer Gibbs. Are they going to be able to find that kind of portal guy that came in uh, and really contributes? And you just look at the, again, we go back to the last, I don't know how many years, the the amount of all-pro NFL receivers that have come out of that program. I don't know that they have that. And they're going to have to, they're going to have to win it in other ways. And I think the conference is catching up with them just, a little bit. I don't think this is the end. I think Saban's got one more run in him. I just think this is a this is kind of a dip year for them. I could see two, you know, maybe even three regular season losses. This year. Mm. Uh, Pac-12 boys, we got thirty seconds. Trent, are you buying? I know you don't love the defense. Mm-mm. You going Washington? Washington, I'm really intrigued by. I think they got a chance to win the whole thing this year, and I'm just rooting for Oregon State. Yeah, me too. Oregon State, same thing. Love them. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to do much, but, you know, and DJ at the quarterback, he didn't show a lot at Clemson. But uh-huh. I tell you, UCLA, I know they lost their quarterback, but, um, God, man, they're, they're going to be a fun team. That whole conference, it's oh, sick. my gosh. I mean, it's just crazy. Yep. You just look at it, and there's, I can't think of a boring game that you could have. You could just take all those teams, mix them up in a hat, pull any two out, and you go, I'd watch that game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe other than Stanford. Stanford, you know, Cal. Can, yeah, maybe you toss them out <laughs> hey, a little bit. But uh, we got to go. That, it, yep. Uh, All right, guys. Bama, oh, keep doing that to rehab, brother. Yes. We will, uh, we'll, go, we'll go on record next week. Uh, appreciate Bama. Yep. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, we'll tighten it up next week. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> okay, Thanks a lot. No, care. we won't. No, we won't. There's no, no chance. We never do. Bama, no. who are you trying to kid? See you, buddy. Uh, Bama Bob, talk college football uh, as we run. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another segment on a, well, every segment basis. We'll take a time out. We'll head north. Dane Muzzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. How about those Vikings? We'll ask him next. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Oh. Trent Condon, back with you. Are you a DIY landlord? Then you probably don't have much free time. Between finding tenants, filling out tax forms, repairing drywall, and answering calls about runny faucets and leaky toilets, you're not free to do much of anything. That's why you need Renner's Warehouse. When our professional landlords go to work for you, you're suddenly free to do a lot of things. Free to get a good night's sleep. Free to have dinner with your family every night. Free to take a vacation. And free to be so efficient managing one property, you're free to acquire even more. And one step closer to financial freedom. Go to renterswarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis. Or call 515-528-4429. That's 528-4429. And feel free 
to remember this rhyme. DIY is no way to be. Call Renner's Warehouse. S.com. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515 225 8866 for a free estimate or go online.com. Now back to Middle and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. As promised, we're going to take a look at those Minnesota Vikings defending champions, the Kings of the North. Can they do it again this year? We shall pick then Mizutani's brain, not necessarily on whether he thinks they can or not, but what the rosters look like in training camp is going, and Dane joins us. Dane, Trent, and Ken, thank you, as always, for finding some time for us here in Des Moines. How are you, Dane? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. So I guess uh, let's go to the quarterback position, first and foremost, with Kurt Cousins. Um and Nick Mullins behind him, I'm assuming, will still be the guy. What have you seen as as Cousins gets set for his final year uh, under contract, at least? Not saying that he won't end up there next year, but what kind of camps Cousins had? He's had a really good camp. I think the the biggest thing is he's probably struggled with you know, the same thing that a lot of the offenses struggled with. The defense looks a lot different this year under Brian Flores. There's a heck of a lot more pressure more blitzes from the outside, from the inside, stunts up the middle. Um, and that's made practice really tough. Um, but I think that's going to end up being uh, a net positive for the Vikings because they will have prepared for, you know, the exotic blitzes that will come, you know, with opposing teams in the regular season. Uh, I think Brian Flores is not only going to make the Vikings defense better, but he's going to make the Vikings offense better. Kirk Cousins said as much this, you know, early in training camp said, I need to realize that I'm not going to play against Brian Flores' defense this year. He's on our side, so maybe I should stop being so worried about trying to win in practice. But I think the biggest thing you've seen with him is his leadership skills continue to shine through. Uh, Kirk Cousins really has this locker room, which I I don't think is something that always could be said. Mm. Um, There's no doubt about it now. Um, The guys really believe in him, and and I think ultimately the Vikings are going to go as he does this year. Well, you mentioned that defense and Flores taking over over there. There's new names. There's some young names out there. A lot of people across the league don't believe it's going to be a very good defense this season. Maybe a little more hope out of this defense that they can become maybe at minimum a top-half unit this year in the NFL? I think so, and I think it's just because of the aggression they're going to show. Um, I I think we can't underscore enough the importance of the Vikings finding a way to hold on to Daniel Hunter. started as a hold-in situation at, at the beginning of training camp. There were rumors out there that maybe the Vikings were shopping to Neil Hunter. Um, a couple of days later, he ends up signing. So I, I think that's going to be huge. Um, a lot of Brian Flores' defense is predicated on getting after the quarterback, putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And when he's on, when he's at the top of his game, there are a few players in the league as good at doing that as Neil Hunter. So just having him and having him in, you know, used in a way that is more suited to his skill set kind of similar to how Harrison Smith will be able to do what he's done best throughout his career. I think Ed Donatel and the the, the the defense that was in place last year almost stunted those guys' production on the field because you didn't let Daniel Hunter or you didn't let Harrison Smith do what they do best. Um, Brian Flores will. And, and because of that, yeah, I, I think a, a top-half defense 
isn't out of the realm of possibility. Now, is Brian Flores going to come in here and take the second worst defense in the league and make it a top 10, top five unit? I, I sure don't think so, um, but they're going to be better, and, and, and more than anything, they're going to look different. I think that's what Vikings fans can be, be uh, you know, look forward to this year. And they look forward to their first round pick from last year. Um, is it Sini or Louis? The kid from Georgia, C I N E. They who was hurt last year. Um, they got high expectations, obviously, for him. He's a first round pick, albeit the last mm-hmm. one in the first round. What kind of campus he had, and how do you pronounce his name? Because I think we're going to have to know that this year. Sure, yeah, it's Lewis Seen. Seen, so, and, and, gotcha. and he's like he's a kid. You almost forget that week four of last year, Vikings playing in London. He snapped his leg in half, bones mm. poking out of his skin mm. on the field, and he had to stay in London for a week and a half before he could fly back to the Twin Cities. I think everyone wants to chalk this kid up to a bust already because he's not running with the first team, you know, in training camp. And he's still not. It's Harrison Smith, it's Cam Bynum, and it's Josh Metellus, a guy that the Vikings are going to use kind of all over the field this year. Um, those are the first three safeties, and then there's Lewis Seen, kind of that fourth safety. I don't think that means Lewis Seen is, you know, just let's write him off. He was a bust. Um, he suffered a really gruesome injury. And he's slowly coming back and, and gaining that confidence again. He plays fast. He gets downhill really quickly. Um, he, he, he popped a couple times in the preseason game. Uh, the game would have been even better if he could have finished some of these plays. He's in positions to make these tackles. Um, and there were a couple times where he would just bounce off the guy. The guy would end up gaining, you know, more yards than he should have. I think that's stuff that will come with time. I think there's a level of comfort that comes with playing in the NFL that you just kind of gain more, the more times you do it. Um, also, like a lot of his teammates have said, the fact that he's able to just go out there and play 100 miles an hour right now is impressive in and of itself considering the injury he suffered. So he's had a pretty good camp. Um, I'd like to see more out of him in these next couple of preseason games. Um, but I think Lewisine will find a way onto the field this season. I don't know if that's as a starter or as a rotational guy, um, but he has too much talent, too much skill to kind of keep off the field. Greg Joseph back for another year kicking. It has been inconsistent. Anybody pushing him in camp? Yeah, another Georgia kid, Jack Pudlesny. He was the SEC Special Teams Player of the Year last year. He's brought into camp to, to, like you said, Trent, push Greg Joseph. Uh, I I still think Greg Joseph wins the job. I think he's a guy who uh, the Vikings trust. little shaky on extra points. I think he only made like 78% of field goals last year. But he's been there. He's done that. And I think experience in that realm you know it's just going to kind of allow him to kind of rise to the top in this challenge I, I think you bring a you, you bring a kicker in to, to challenge Greg Joseph and to push him and if Greg Joseph ends up looking shaky on the stretch in the preseason maybe we'll have the conversation I, I just don't think right now um, the kid from Georgia is really pushing him that hard um, we'll see though Greg Joseph got all the all the field goal work in in, in preseason game one Sounds like Jack Podlesny is going to get all the pre, uh, field goal work in, in preseason game two coming up on Saturday after the joint practices. And then maybe we'll have a competition on our hands. But uh, I think Greg Joseph is kind of the leader in the clubhouse right now. Mm, to the receiver position, Jefferson, of course, didn't play. Uh, he's been an unbelievable highlight uh, reel on Twitter at practice. Uh, the kid that was taking, what, one pick before him, I think, was uh, one or two picks before uh, Jefferson went to the vice with Jalen Rager. In fact, I think it was the next pick because they, mm-hmm. they just erupted uh, when Jefferson was still there after the Eagles made the mistake that they did in Rager. But uh, a couple of first-round picks made uh, – uh, their Vikings 
2023 debut, uh, Neil, who was drafted by the Vikings, and Rager, and they both uh, caught some balls in preseason game one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see Jalen Rager, he's a guy that I think kind of entered last, you know, entered the fold last year as a, a reclamation project for the Vikings, kind of a low-risk move there where he had fallen out of sorts in Philadelphia. He was a starting punt returner last year. Uh, the, the Vikings have another guy in camp this year named Brandon Powell, who Kevin O'Connell has some relationship with from his time with the, the, the Los Angeles Rams. I think Brandon Powell is going to push Jalen Rager out of that job, and Rager played well in the preseason game, um, but I think he's kind of fighting for his, his life on the roster right now with Brandon Powell in the mix. Nikhil Harry brought in, like you said, uh, you know the, the, the Patriots' first-round pick from a couple of years ago. Uh, He's big. He's like 6'5", 225, so there, there is something to, to, to be intrigued by there. Um, but he's another guy I think is going to be kind of fighting for his roster life. The, the first-round pick that, that everyone you know should be talking about is Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he, the, the, what he's able to do, uh, we've talked about him just on this show, is he looks different out there. The way he moves, the way he's you know accelerating in and out of cuts, it's impressive and it's something that, you know, he, he almost looks like Justin Jefferson in the way that he just kind of carries himself on the mm. field, not to put too much pressure on the kid. <laughs> right. um, but, yeah, he, he's, he's going to be a special player. Uh, he's 5'11", 175, so I worry about durability. Can he take hits at the NFL level? If he can, I think Jordan Addison unlocks uh, you know, on another level in this offense. Dane, speaking of pass catchers, TJ Hawkinson, of course, the trade, uh, bringing him in a year ago. They go on free agency, though, and sign Josh Oliver. It Kind of head scratching on the surface, but what more of a blocking kind of guy? Is that kind of the plan with him? Hawkinson's hurt. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, in, in, you're right. Hawkinson has, has a ear infection that's kept him off the field for the last five days, six days, maybe one on a week now. Um, there were rumors that, oh, is he upset with that he has no contract extension yet? TJ kind of squashed those yesterday. Said no, it's an ear infection. It's been screwing with his equilibrium. He'll be back on the field soon enough. Um, but to, to go to your question about Josh Oliver, uh, that one was a head scratcher to me at first because it was like, wow, they, they gave this guy a lot of money and they had just brought TJ Hawkinson in, into the mix last year. Hearing the way Kevin O'Connell and, and offensive coordinator Wes Phillips talk about Josh Oliver, he will be used kind of more in that blocking role. Um, he's an elite run blocker, an elite blocker, you know, down the field you know, in, in certain situations. Um, but he does have some pass-catching ability as well. He was someone out of San Jose State who a lot of scouts had as, okay, he's a really good pass-catcher. Can we teach him to block? Um, now it's the other way around. He's viewed as a really elite run blocker um, with the ability and maybe some untapped potential catching the football. I think Oliver's entrance into the, you know, the equation just allows TJ Hawkinson to kind of rove and be – you know, that guy that they can use all over the field and then they have a tight end who can stay in and block. Not to say that TJ Hawkinson can't block, he can, um, but this just allows him to kind of specialize in what he does best. Um, but yeah, I think Josh Oliver is another guy who, you know, he'll, he'll pop a couple times this year. He'll flash and jump off the screen. Uh, he's enormous. I think he's like 6'5", <laughs> 6'6", six, six, 250. So he, he's a big body and anytime you got a big body like that, you might want to get him the football.
Uh, Dane, we have 30 seconds left. Dane Mozatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a jet. There was some speculation that maybe there was um, um, getting back together was in the cards with the Vikings. At least that was on the table for a brief period of time. Did that get close? Obviously, it didn't happen. Did it get close? Do you know? I don't think it ever really got close. I think that was just something that, that got floated because Kirk, Kirk Cousins said something and you know, early in the off season, oh, maybe we can find our way back to each other. We asked Quasey about that the first day of training camp, and he seemed like looked like he saw a ghost. I don't think it really <laughs> ever got close, and um, we'll see. Wish Dalvin Cook luck in New York. Um, they got a good one. Indeed. Dane, uh, appreciate you coming on, as always. Look forward to catching up with you again. Thank you, Dane Mazzatani. Anytime. Thank you. Dane Mazzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. So we check in uh, with our buddy up north as he covers the Vikings. Trent's Plays of the Day, Circus Sports. Sponsor those. They're next. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9. Um, today. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Times for Trent's Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors that. Baseball, I'm guessing, is on the agenda. No football till Thursday. Nope. Not getting into, well, I'll have some golf plays tomorrow. I've already started to add a few to my card for the upcoming round two of the playoffs, and we'll give those to you tomorrow. But three for baseball. We're not doing that stupid parlay thing. Stay away from those. Those those are trouble. I thought I had it figured out last night, and yeah. it, it didn't happen. So going back to the well, well, I have to start with the team that has made me a crap ton of money this year, the Baltimore Orioles. We'll go right back you're, to it. You're not alone. I mean, I have, but a lot of people have made money on Baltimore. Flaherty back on the mound again for Baltimore. Not as good in his second start than nope. he was in his first plus 117 against Michael Waka and the Padres tonight, late night. Earlier, another team that's made me money this year, the Washington Nationals. Better than you think, and mm-hmm. you get a good price on them. Give me them plus 145 with uh, Josiah Gray getting the ball for them against Pavetta of the Red Sox. Plus 145, like that price. And one favorite, Houston didn't get it done last night. We'll go back to him here. We'll, I'm not seeing two losses in a row, right? Against Miami. No. I would think. Javier gets the ball against Johnny Cueto. I like Javier in that matchup. Three picks tonight. Very simple. Strohs, Nats, O's. All right. Tomorrow, we'll, of course, Mitch Holtis will be with us. David Kaplan. We haven't spent much time recapping the Bears other mm-hmm. than the, the play. Oh, it was great. It was great. The sports book erupted for a preseason game. It was wonderful. Was it? Yeah. It did it really? Yeah. That's where you were watching it? Uh-huh. Number one to number two, and away they went. He's fast. Yeah, I'll DJ say. Moore is I'll a say. difference maker and getting weapons for fields. Yeah. This is as good of a one, two, three wide receiver combo mm-hmm. that the Bears have had in certainly recent history. There's a lot of love for the Bears. Cole Komet looked like a real tight end towards the end of last mm-hmm. season. Keep fields upright. Mm-hmm. That defense has made moves. Mm-hmm. I still think they're going to stink, but can you win a few shootouts? So get- what's the, what was their total? Six and a half? No, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Still leaning under? 
I would lead under, but but a little more optimistic. It, I'm it's sounding starting to come around. All right. Well, Murph and Andy are going to come around in six minutes. They will be here, uh, taking until three o'clock, and of course, three until six. Manned by the KXNO Drive, Heather and Sean take you home. Every day on KXNO, the morning rush kicks off local programming at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays, 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.